June 20th, 2016. This is Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flex and Shinter. Welcome, one and all, to Maelstrom Radio. How's it going? This host is from the Great White North, lover of maple syrup, and possibly can wrestle a beaver. It is Shinder. Can it go with, like, moose or something? Figured figured the beaver, beaver was, like, your national animal, right? That is true, yes. So, <laughs> so I figured if you had to wrestle something. Why not? Why not the net? Listen, most Americans want it like. You want to start off that way. Most Americans want it like a raging bald eagle, like flying over them. I don't. Know. <laughs> so, so, listen, I figured if we start downhill, <laughs> we can only go up from there. We can start at the top and work our way down. Nah. Um, so, it's, uh, our third episode. We, uh, we're, we're missing... No awesome intro for yourself? Like... Oh, well, you I know... I wasn't prepared for this, I'm sorry, I'll come next week with, like, an awesome <laughs> introduction for you. Alright, uh, let's see, this host hits buttons and tries not to make anything catch on fire while he does the show. It's Flattis. Hi. <laughs> but now, see, see, it seems, seems egotistical when I do it. Like I've been drawing myself. Like I got nothing better to do except. Well, <clears throat> everyone, look at me. I'm famous. It's not true. It's all it's all gone terrible. So, uh, how's it going? How was your How was your week? Ah, uh, it's been a really crazy busy week. I don't even think I got a whole lot of time to game this past uh, the seven days. Ag- I, I think I was in like one or two of them. Agreed. I uh, I've been sick and I've been leveling crafting. That's what I've been doing. Carpenter's level thirty-two. How, how's your uh, lumber wood jack thing? My my woodsmith. My woodsmith yes, is. The woodsmith. My woodsmith hit level thirty-two and uh, maybe I would say total time played four hours. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Speed How, How's woodsmithing? Uh, it's good. If you follow a guide, a nifty uh, guide, you'll speed right through uh, crafting. And also, I'm really getting really good at like high high queuing, like H queuing items. High queuing. That sounds uh. High queuing. 
It's, it's a word. It's a thing now. My listen, I can make the top quality lumber. If you need wood, you come see me. Your woodsmith can high cue that lumber. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome. Flat us, everyone. Yeah, that's it. It's game over. It's been a good run, guys. Three. We made it to three. <laughs> we made it to three. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, we got some news. Uh, the uh, we talked about it last week, but the summer DLC promo is officially live. I think it went live the day after we announced it. But just to give you guys a reminder, the summer DLC promo is the you go. It, it was the 7-Eleven promo from Japan. It came over to America from June 14th to June 27th. So you have seven more days. Uh, you go over to Amazon. You buy anything that's 19.99 or more. Anything that's qualifying. And they haven't really specified what would qualify <laughs> as a purchase of $20 or more. But you get the uh, you get a promo code and that unlocks the original Fat Chocobo mount, which is a white Chocobo mount with a little crown. Uh, the maid attire, the butler attire, the crag mask, which is a titan mask, the inferno match mask, which is the uh, the lord of the inferno, and of course, 99 magic prism wings, so you could look like a fairy. So. Fairy riding a white fat chocobo. <laughs> it's gonna be me. It's me. It's my future. I'm gonna wearing I'm, the Ifrit mask. I'm gonna wear the maid attire. <laughs> Don Don Ifrit Don those prismatic wings. And ride the white... <laughs> wearing a crag mask while riding, riding the fat chocobo. Pixar doesn't happen. Yeah, that's the... It, it's going to take it and be like the, the internet in one photo. Um, else in news, uh, E3 live letter happened uh, last week. Uh, e, uh, if you guys didn't know, E3 happened last week. Wait, what? What? Yeah. What, what's E3? E3 is that thing that happens once a year where uh, game developers go and they talk about the games that they want us to play. Otherwise known as how many games that I see with a drone in it, almost every game besides Battlefield 1. Something about this year seemed to be the whole year of VR. VR... You're talking about VR all over the place this year. Yep. Anything that could be a VR game, apparently. The new Resident Evil game, VR game. Which is... I. which was probably my f- my f- like the reason I wanted VR besides Star Trek uh was the, the Resident Evil game because it was like PT but Resident Evil and I was you, like you don't want to be Batman? Oh, I do want to be Batman. So bad. That, that was the other thing. Rocksteady's making a VR Batman game. I I just the thing is I don't want it to be like cheesy VR like I just put on the helmet and everything is on rails slightly <laughs> or I'm in a spooky house everything's just spooky. And I'm just like, oh, well, I'm... Like, because I think Batman wearing the mask going to, like, an Arkham thing would be kind of cool, but also very kind of... Like, how do you do fight like that? Like, how do you do the fighting? Unless it's all detective mode. Unless it's it's just a detective-solving, no-combat sort of thing. Like, everything combat-wise is maybe in the car or on a plane. That would be interesting. We need more yeah, info. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Much more info Next needed. Year. Yes. So, you got any uh, anything else about uh, E3? I not like really. I, I did see the the Final Fantasy 15 stuff that was coming out. That looked pretty interesting. 
still not too sure on the whole uh, VR aspect that they're kind of pushing with that one. But... <laughs> they know Pronto is like the fan favorite. Like, but I'm sorry, him with the him with the PlayStation VR thing that just is kind of weird. That's so weird, but it's like you get to go bang 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 with Pronto. That's it. It does make me want to play it. Like even if we don't get to play a whole lot, I'd love to see the world of Final Fantasy in actually like a, a nice virtual reality. It would like, be nice. Just their environments are amazing to see. So if you could actually see that, that would be something. Yeah, it would be. Um, I'm 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 interested to see. I know that Final Fantasy, Yoshida said that they were experimenting with certain locations of Final Fantasy XIV being VR, so I'm kind of interested to see what locations and how that would work. I'm not sure. Maybe housing? I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, Tamtara Deepcroft should have some VR experience in there. I agree. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <clears throat> Speaking of spoilers... Nice segue. Three point three. Boom. Shin, first of all, let's let's start. Let's not. Let's not. I'm gonna push off the main story for a second. Let's talk about Hildebrand. First of all, Hildebrand. Short. <laughs> High. Except for that time when he grew taller. Yes. <laughs> High comedy. Sh- not en- not enough of Hildebrand. Yeah, I felt it was very very. Yeah, short was a good way to put it. It'd be really nice to to have a little bit more sustenance to it, but at the same time, if they're pushing out content all the time, uh, I can see why they're just like, hey, let's put a little bit of taste in there so that people don't complain that, oh my god, there's no Hildebrand. But I also would be okay if they took like, hey guys, we're going to not do Hildebrand next month so we can deliver a chunky Hildebrand experience with like a with a trial and everything. That's what I want. You just want to fight Godbert? I don't know if we'd fight Godbert. I almost think we'd fight uh, Hildy's mom, whose name. I don't. I don't think even a twenty-four person alliance could take that down. She is pissed. She's she's terrifying. She's pissed. She's she has a frying pan. Which, by the way, I want that to be my my weapon <laughs> because apparently yeah, she's a dark knight. Like, that's the final form of your dark knight weapon. Yeah, it's the giant frying pan. <laughs> As long as it glows purple, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite, some of my favorite parts of that were the snowball fighting scene because <laughs> the elks were dead. Like the animals were just dead. The elk were all dead <laughs> from the snowball fighting. And uh, somehow Vivi survived and was only marginally damaged, I guess. Only, only a little bit. Well, you know, he is a Manderbill mammoth. So. It's true. So, you gotta be a tough... And he or she is also a real boy, at least temporarily. And somehow Godbert can make mammoths into real boys. <laughs> Godbert wields the power of life and death. No matter what it is, he just wields the power of life and death. Except with his wife. Nope. Doesn't... That is, cannot touch her. Cannot. No, you can't. Which... Sad, because she's she's a pretty woman. <laughs> you live your life in this game; it's all you got is like his wife <laughs> and the dancing girls in Ulda. Pretty sure you need to get out and explore the world. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, right. Ugh. 
You ever gone to Casa del Sol? They got uh, they got some cat ladies there dancing to. <laughs> I give them uh, I I uh, I go a little gill dry. <laughs> you catch my this is going so fast. It's <laughs> experimental comedy Monday, guys. This is uh, welcome. It's moved from Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, it's moved to Mondays now. <laughs> Monday nights at 8. For more of this, join our free company on Fanbrit. Yeah, that's all you get. That's <laughs> what Discord is. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. Better. Usually better. Usually. Sometimes. Maybe. Well. Let's. 3.3. Probably the best. Story-wise, I loved it. Like, I loved the fight, and I loved some of, most of the stuff after the fight. I don't think I loved all of it. <laughs> some of it was a little draggy on, like, alright, we, we get it. We get it. Um, but that fight, though. That fight was amazing. You got dragons and dragons and <sighs> dragons, and then little tiny people. And I've, dragons. I played Warcraft for ten years, and that is the best fucking content I've ever played. <laughs> Like, like, boss raid content, like, I, I don't care, I, I know I was, like, under-geared, but give two shits, like, even if I was at gear level, like, I know people are having issues with that thing at level, and at gear. Like, it's getting, it's gonna be easier each week, cause, as people are getting better at doing it, but... Are like, talking about Nidhogg, Nidhogg Extreme, the Weeping but, City? <laughs> well, this, this in particular is Nidhogg. I know the weeping, the wiping city of Mach, but the weeping city of Mach is also uh, tough. Um, we'll, we'll and we'll talk more about the difficulty and what people want to see in the E3 live letter, uh, which is our next little tidbit. But, um, but, but difficulty-wise, Nidhogg was great. I, like, like the fight was like it, like I don't know, like they they wrote a story so well that like you you. So pissed off at Nidhogg, I'm like, I want to kill this dragon. I legit want to kill this damn thing. Except I already killed him. We killed him back in way back when. T t well, we didn't do that. Estinian killed him. <laughs> My turn. It's true, Estinian killed him. So <laughs> the fight, the fight was great. Like I think that it's it's such a it's a dance. It's such a dance fight. You have to be on point. Like, like if you mess up and you're in the AOE when he's doing hot wing, you're you're dead. That's it. You're screwed. You are dead. Healers are not gonna be able to pull you out of that. I'm quite aware of that. I've been in that ha situation. Being, being that healer that could not pull out of that. Um, and I was by that fight. I, I was definitely <laughs> below uh, my gear. Um. So, <laughs> it being. It being the the way it was, I was excited, man. Like just like especially when we beat it. Like I know I did a uh, a uh, random group just to go through it, and my first group abandoned. And I and I, and I hate. And I will say this, and I, and this goes out to anybody that's still having difficult a difficult time. If you find a group, like especially if you've done it before and you're and you're you're get you get with the group, just have patience. Like take the time, explain the fight. Like I, the guy that was like I didn't main tank it. I off tanked it. The guy was like the the person tanking had tanked it before and said, "Are you? Do you want to main tank or do you want off tank?" Like this is my first time. He's like, "Why don't you take off tank? I'll main tank it this time." I'm like no problem. One that gave me the better view of see how to tank that fight because while I'm off tanking, I'm just doing damage 
so I can see how he's tanking it, where he's positioning it. Second, I'm watching how the healers need to be positioned, where everyone else needs to be positioned. Like it is, it was such a big help being off tank, um, in that fight. And I think them explaining like, hey, he like every, like the healers saying, hey, everyone group up. We can AOE heal in the back. You know, make sure you don't stand anything. But like, like there's a lot of RNG in that fight. Oh man, there's it's a good fight. Just a good, just solid fight. Uh, and it's all good until you finally get to the uh, the ad phase, and then you stand in the middle of it, and you just get completely demolished because, oops, I'm not supposed to stand there. Yep. <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate people. I, I, I don't think I've actually done that fight since I completed it for my storyline there, so I, yeah, I really want to get back into there and uh, give it another shot. I would like to see the second phase not neat. Like, I don't know how your second phase went with the ads, but with ours, we downed the the central ad, the one that can't be uh, tanked or aggroed. We got the second one down. And on the third one, we were like, limit break the third one, because <laughs> it was the only way to speed getting it down. Did you guys do that? I think that's the strategy that a lot of people use, and uh, we tried it initially. At the time that I cleared it, uh, we wanted a little bit more DPS so that we could get all three ads down in time. And uh, I think we actually ended up killing uh, the left ad first, then we killed the center one, and then finally the last one. So it just allowed us to kind of focus on the other ones first, and then we could focus burn on the, the big one or one of them afterwards. Just made it a little bit easier to heal through everything, considering one less add, one less damage. Burn down the small one first, and let us focus on the big ones. I can't remember if we limit break. I don't think we did. I think we saved that for uh, the final phase. Final phase. Final phase isn't too bad. I, I <laughs> Some people were getting real brave with that stacking mechanic. Like, some people would not, like, stack in the group. They would be, like, a little outside of the arrows. I'm like, get in here. Like, we don't know the hitbox. Get in here. Hitbox is uh, anywhere that I'm currently standing. Um, I think my favorite part was that... I, th From what my understanding is, is that everything that's happened so far was... And I'm not sure if they use it as a mechanic to make time pass. Or it, it everything was a story written... Uh, like the retelling of the tale of what we did from um, Lord uh, Fortomps, like like his book, the Heavensward book. I'm like, wait, was this whole thing like a, his writing of what our actions were this whole time? <laughs> Does haven't they been saying that from the beginning? Isn't it? Is that... every, every single time he says it, it's from the from the book. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah, from the. This whole thing, we know that he's kind of been writing about it, so we knew that there was a conclusion, and we knew that uh, we were getting to a conclusion, and we knew that he survived because he's writing it, obviously, but we don't know how far that was or when the book was writing. Is it in the middle? Is it in the end? So now I guess we, we've finally, finally closed the chapter on uh, that weird. whole storyline, and now we're on to, I guess, whatever's next, 2.4, 2.5, trying to see where are we going next, and who do we get to kill next? Or what undead things we had to kill next? Well, we kind of looks like we are aiming towards 
Popl uh, Poplamo and Ida, uh, seeing what they're up to, probably going to go in shenanigans with them. Uh, we still have the Warring Triad to deal with. Uh, we know there are two more big bads somewhere that we need to murder. Plus the uh, that other guy. Can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, big bad him as well. Yes, big bad him. Yeah. Ter terrible lore names. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess we still have, like, we still haven't wrapped up everything with Astinian. They did mention that he will be wandering around, so there's still something that we'll be able to talk to him about. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, what do you think about them naming uh, Emmerich uh, the, the new Azure Dragoon of the new <laughs> of the new era? I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't remember a lot about his backstory off the top of my head. Uh, I was paying attention to other things. But I, I can definitely see him being like the, the leader of the, the political group there that he was put to the head of. He's there, Robon, or, or, or you know, He's Nanamo. Got arms, He's got, he did. <laughs> Poor Robon. <laughs> Nothing bringing back that arm, Robon. <laughs> Nothing. Not yet. Not yet, right? Oh, could you imagine if you got a Magitek arm? Never mind, but that's... That'd be dope! Bad. Can we get that? <laughs> Can he get a gun arm? Do it. Oh, man. I don't like... know if he needs a gun. We already have uh, our our captain. I don't know. He could be... already has the gun. <laughs> Robon could be the new Barret. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> the machine gun arm. It'd be great. You know, he could, he could pick up the new tank class. If they come out with a new tank class on 4.0. True. Anyways, we're getting way off topic off this one. Yeah, we did. Real quick. Um, so did you, get to, you get to finally see some of the characters that uh, haven't quite been mentioned since 2.0. It's true. I, uh... Oh, oh real quick. I didn't want to skip it, because I almost forgot. So we did, it, it, like, I, I know my biggest thing was like, well, I don't know if Ysail d died. <laughs> like, we never saw her body like we did Hashafont. I was like, but maybe she's still, nope. No, <laughs> sure, no. sure, sure enough, in a Harry Potter kill Voldemort moment, <laughs> the power of ghosts came and saved, helped you save Astinian. Who are you gonna call? Uh, ghosts. Although, can I? My favorite scene is is Alpha Node trying to pull an eye out, and he's doing that weird humping motion. I'm like, I need this as a gift. I need this as a gift in my life. Is just Alpha just going, eh, just trying to yank that eye out. And they threw it. They threw the eyes in the bit. Oh man! And then so much. Yeah, All right. No one ever thought that one. Let's not destroy them or protect them or anything. Let's throw them into the abyss. Abyss. It's not that deep. And it was like the abyss. I'm like, does that really? Does that really just go down? And I wondered. I was like, does that really go down forever? We really can't see the bottom of that thing. No, it does have a bottom, and apparently the eyes are just down there. And I'm like, so somebody can just go down there and collect the eyes and be like, well, guess what we got? It's not like we have like flying mounts or things that can go up and down. Yeah, it's not like we have. Ships with powers, little little airships. I don't know. I mean, I understand like the eyes probably could have taken over 
one of us, and I guess the fastest way of getting getting rid of something like that, it would be to toss it over the edge. Couldn't we just stab them? You think? <laughs> Cut them in two. Burn them. Technically. Make a stew. Also, I'd like to point out that us as characters absorb an eye from a dragon. <laughs> That is true, yeah, we did absorb a good eye. And I would like to say in the ending scene, like, when, when he was flying, when Race Felger was lying back, he was still missing that eye, like, he gave us that eye. I was like, do I see an increase in my stats or DPS? Because that would be you great. You survived the Nidhogg fight, that's impressive enough. <laughs> that's impressive enough. Like, despite, despite wiping a few times. I don't, I, don't get I don't get special... I don't get special thing things. Well, if you paid 20 bucks to Amazon, you can get some wings. It's true. Get him out. Although Nidhogg does drop a weapon, Nidhogg Extreme, so and those weapons do look badass. Want what weapon in my life? So I know that you mentioned this either in the first or second show, but there was characters that we haven't heard from since like the the two point quest lines. Uh, what did you think about them coming back finally? Yay! I mean, we needed it. I mean, what do you? I mean, you can't keep everybody away forever. Honestly, although it it's starting to become a thing where something bad happens and Thancred shows up and saves everyone <sighs> every single time. He give the guy a break. He doesn't have magic powers anymore. <laughs> All he can do is just show up and beat people up now. He's the Russell Crowe of <laughs> Fantasy Fourteen. He just travels around and beats people, getting into fights. That's how, uh... And, and runs away. Yeah, and then he runs away. He travels, travels along Eorzea to get into another fight. Aw, oh, man, we froze on screen again. Hot damn. Wow, we lasted quite a long time this time. 27 minutes, I think. Right? It's worth a shot. We did it. We did it, guys. Woo! Go! Can I... Oh, we're back! Yeah! <laughs> Fixed it! Only frozen for a minute. If we do another 30 minutes, then we're good. Yeah, we'll be fine after that. Alright! Um, is there anything else we missed in the story? I mean, there's probably, like, a huge chunk and someone's gonna be like, you guys missed this. Not really part of the main story, but afterwards, did you end up doing the quest that was in the Fort Thomas Manor there? It kind of, it's the one that brings you back through the whole history, that, like, back from 3.0 all the way kind of through the 3.3. No! There was a quest giver right after you finished the final cutscene, and he was right in front of. <laughs> was it? Was it? Wait, was it a special flamey quest? No, it was a normal quest. <laughs> no, probably not. I told you last week, do the quest that's in the house. You should go do that quest anyway. Uh, awesome stuff. I'll do, I'll do it after the show. I'll do it after the show. <laughs> probably, probably. Rather, I grabbed it and didn't do it. I did it. I probably didn't do it. <laughs> I probably didn't catch it. I probably didn't do it. It's fine. I'll grab it and do it. So. I'll go through things. It'll be fine. I just, uh, Hildebrand. <laughs> hey, you, you can't. Yeah. You see Hildebrand and that's all you can think about. Sometimes. 
Um, I mean, Papa Hildy. Papa Hildy. Papa Hildy. <laughs> Come on, man! Like I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw a, a robot become a boy <laughs> to the best of its ability, <laughs> and then clothesline a man. So, all right. E3 live letter happened last week, yes. and we got some super interesting. One, we saw how the 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 uh, the dungeon of the the house of the dead is gonna work. Like we kind of saw the inventory, we saw some of the gameplay. I, super excited! But before we get to that, so there's some things we want to talk about. Apartments are coming in 3.4. Um, which is kind of cool. I think that's going to relieve a lot of the housing market. I know that the new houses came in and they were gone instantly. Um, I know uh, Yoshi had said that people, if he, if people, some people were complaining that people were buying houses and then selling them for higher rates. If you see that on your server, Yoshi P had said definitely report that person um, because that is not supposed to be how it works. If you're buying a house, just to have a house. Congratulations, you got a house. But if you're buying a house to make a profit, it ain't working that way. Uh, like us, we we have we upgraded and we have a small house, and we we'll sell it. But we're not trying to turn a profit necessarily. We just kind of just want to recoup our money. <laughs> it's really it's really what we want to do is make our money back. Um, we were poor. Yeah, we were poor. <laughs> we were poor. We bought a house. Um. Uh oh! Big, the greatest news I've heard <laughs> since Palson's dead. In 4.0, we are getting a major, and I mean he, and he said to quote Yoshi P, Matt, like a big increase into inventory space. That is quite the quote. <sighs> Close enough. I mean, it's large. It's massive. Twenty-nine billion spaces. Yeah, what? Ten whole spaces? Well, like it's ten whole spaces. I know it's gonna be more than that. I don't know, but whatever it is, I really hope there's a lot more room because I would love more bank space. He said it's gonna be. Bank space. I know he said it was gonna be a significant amount of space, like, which is great because I I hope that it's not just our personal and our armor because I think they said armory, uh, chest and personal. I I would really like our our uh, what's it called to get more space. The retainers. Yeah, or but the, I, the, no, the, the free bank. That too. That. <laughs> That's what's called company chest. The company chest needs to increase as well, or, or at least like let us earn. Like, if you, real quick, <laughs> just the thought. Um, if you added more levels to the to us, like the free companies to gain more levels, and you added things like you get three more company chest level, like you get three more levels in the company chest, and like that helps. Like, just give us some bonus crap, or like give us like, um. If you're traveling to the goblet to your ward to your house, it's free stuff like that. Like make it like some incentive to I don't know, just give give us a little more incentive. As long as it doesn't cost me three hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars, I'm good with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever is cheap. Um, <laughs> what I would like to see is some things to show a little incentive to join an FC. That's all. Like, like something that's like, hey, you know, there are some benefits to joining an FC. You should go do that. Other than like. Do you guys have my favorite quote still? You guys got tables? <laughs> Fucking house is full of tables, I was just going to bring that up. You guys got tables? Yeah, yeah we That's got tables. The only reason. Yeah, bro, we got tables. 
come come to Fanfrit, we got table. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm gonna start like wearing a taser, and every time I say um, I'm gonna hit the button. <laughs> Ooh, can I? Sure. You can get the button. You keep me on uh, keep me on track. No plans to nerf Weeping City. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not that either of us have tried it yet, but I would really like to try it before any sort of nerf comes in. There are no plans for it. They're they're watching it, and and uh, they asked the crowd that was there, watching the live letter, and they said, "Do you guys want nerfs?" And it was a resounding no, <laughs> no. Pl actually, flip it. Uh, no nerfs were actually what people wanted were a savage mode of. Weeping City. They wanted Savage 24 man. Yeah. <laughs> Please, let's make it harder. Let's make everything harder. Um, and we didn't link it and we didn't have it here, but uh, the link you sent to me to read was the MMORPG article. They had even mentioned in there that people in Final Fantasy 14 use raiding to start to learn the fights. Which I find super interesting. I think that's good in a sense, like really good, because I think if people start learning fights or learning to raid or stepping into raiding, even on normal mode, and you make the incentive to for savage be worth it, um, make it so that like. All right, you did normal, and here's the stuff. But like, but when you go to savage, you get like this badass, like, this armor, like, you can get, only you can get savage and looks great, or something that, like, you need to drive an incentive to want to push people to try to make stuff harder, besides the people that want to do Bleeding Edge and the World First people, like, try to get, like, people that have never really done savage, or really done hard mode content, like, push them towards hard mode content. Um, I don't know if that's really the intent of savage, though, right? Like, the savage is your most people aren't going to hit the savage raids at all. I they'll do the the regular raids and stuff, but the savage stuff is going to be it's more the people pushing it at the beginning. Like eventually people will catch up and do the savage stuff, but I think <laughs> you they're kind of targeting more of the that hardcore crowd almost. Yeah, but I mean, especially if there's people asking for savage weeping city, like that's yeah. Well, I mean, people have said the 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 quality of the 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 fight was great like the fights and then so maybe they look the, awesome I would love to go and do it maybe there's a there was a a fight you could fight a Rubik's cube and I don't care what anything you say I don't care what game you have you fight a Rubik's cube go find me an MMO you fight a Rubik's cube right now I, I we have uh, this one this one is uh this one works. Looking at you, Warcraft. You show me a Rubik's Cube. You got a Rubik's Cube? No. Uh, thinking about Raid Roulette. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean... Anything to help get tokens. <laughs> I guess. I... I guess we're kind of on the... You know what? I think a lot of people's Raid Roulette, you're almost looking for... Like you already are geared at that point for a lot of the content. All the raid needs you to have that gear. 
I'm almost be using it more of a, hey, let's explore these raids. Like, we haven't run any of them, really, except I think Void Arc is the first one that we ran. Uh-huh. So we haven't seen, like, uh, the Crystal Tower or uh, any we could, of the other raids from way back when. We could do those. <laughs> Not that hard. It just depends if you want to do them unsynced or synced. If you uh, want to... Even if we can do it more of the finding other people to do it. Like, we, we can do it unsynced without a full group, but... Finding the, the same people all on at the exact same time. I know like there's events that are organized on Reddit and Facebook and uh, different free companies that do them, but just to kind of do a, a pickup group, hey, let's go run a raid. We can, uh, we'll discuss that. We can, we can, we, we will put our heads together and start setting times and stuff. I know, I know that if we make the incentive for people to like, hey, want you want to get into this fucking raid thing, you can push yourself. And then we can do a montage. I'll play music and let people. Uh, less than one month to 3.35. You know what that means. Less than one <laughs> month to what? Palace of the Dead. Can't wait for that deep dungeon. New anti-RMT tools in 3.4. You excited about the anti-RMT tools? I keep ignoring it, but if it makes my spam go down, then I am completely going to be for it. Yep. It gets a little crazy on these servers. Sure it does. Uh, just quick too that you mentioned that there's possibility that we're going to get some MGP bonus events into the rotation. Uh, the system is in place from the Gold Saucer event there, so they're going to consider it. I really hope that comes in because I really want that mount. Uh, so do I. Um, I think the challenge log is okay, I, but I wish that the, the the increase affected the challenge log and it didn't i know people were like oh yeah dude that thing applies to the challenge log i'm like no it didn't because i was watching that like a hawk at least it wasn't on fan for it if it was on your server show me proof because did not hit fan for it if that was not working as intended y'all owe me some mgp because i want my, want, my, want my money deep dungeon the thing i think i'm so excited for i am looking forward to it almost as much as i am of 3.3 the, the deep dungeon, especially with the whole separate progression piece, the even right down to uh, the, the MMORPG article that I linked earlier had this great screenshot of the deep dungeon there. And just the 16-bit graphics for the whole thing was a, a great touch. I love that. Yeah, it, it, the, the UI is definitely reminiscent of an old-school uh, Final Fantasy. Um, and I, it, it, it made my heart just flutter <laughs> with joy when that I saw Yoshi P that... Uh, Look at, looked at like um, Chocobro's um, Ch Chocobro's mysterious dungeon uh, for inspiration, uh, which if you're a Final Fantasy fan, that is a great little game, and you should go try it out. Um, so we'll give you some uh, some uh, little notes here about the deep dungeon. It requires level 17 to enter. Um, you do not, and I know this. Uh, they said this during the live alert. It does not require Heaven's Word to enter. So this is content that if you don't have Heaven's Word yet and you stole you you have a friend that maybe you bought the game for and you didn't buy them Heaven's Word. This is something you can do together. Um seventeen to get to seventeen in this game does not take much time. You can do that in pretty much half a day, if that. And quick note too, uh we talked about this earlier, but the Amazon promotion is on currently and Heaven's Word is on sale for surprisingly twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Which is about the limit that you need to uh get the uh in-game codes. Mm -hmm. So you could get the expansion and the codes all at once. Sure can. That works. Also... We're not sponsored by Amazon yet. Yes. Yeah, yes. 
Dear Amazon, we like money. <laughs> um, Please. Harry. Uh, do 2.4. So here's the thing. Do 2.4 uh, plus Tamtara first. Hint, hint. Uh, and here it, it, we talked about this. And I, well, some spoilers, but Ida uh, has a ghost, and pretty sure she's involved somehow in this place. Because uh, we know there's going to be story at least up for the first hundred floors. Um, also, it will, and we'll get to we'll get to that Ida and and ghost hunting in a second. Um, there's going to be two slave slots, uh, so that if you go with multiple classes or jobs, yet you have the ability to uh, go in. So I would think of this like if you have a main character that you've already leveled up, you have your animal weapon and stuff, and you don't like you're like all right well i want to go down there maybe with another class because you do you can level like you do get some levels out of this like you'll level specifically in there but then you do get some xp for exiting the dungeon so if you wanted to bring a different class you can bring two different classes and have two different slave slots and yay we talked about this last week too as well um when you have different groups of people as well you'll only be able to save progress with those groups so if you only have two save slots you can really only go in with two separate static groups kind of thing. Yeah. Or have a, a solo one and a group one, depending on how you want to play. Uh, it's got that sweet 16-bit graphic UI. So if you're an old uh, SNES uh, fan of the Final Fantasy series, that uh, you're going to love that, and I'm going to love that. So. Yeah, it looks amazing. It does. Chest drop items, level up weapon slash armor or mimic. Uh, so... You can uh, get lucky, get extra lucky, get kind of lucky, or get fucked <laughs> by a mimic. I really, I really, really want to get a mimic. I, I want, I want pets. Like I want a pet out of. <laughs> want a deep. Wait, dive. you want a pet mimic? I'd take a pet mimic. Oh, that'd be so dope! Can we get that? <laughs> Yo, uh, whoever. <laughs> Shout out to anyone listening who can actually influence this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, dear Square Enix, <laughs> we here at Maelstrom Radio would like a mimic uh, minion. It'd uh, be kind of cool. It'd be a little chest. Go chomp, chomp, chomp. It'd be delicious. It'd be great. Can we get that um, in the Palace of the Dead? That'd be so good. What? Uh, no lockouts. Yeah, there's no, there's no lockout, so go in and uh, attempt the palace as many times as you want. Which is kind of nice, because you can fail. <laughs> so The other nice thing with it is they have confirmed that there's no required roles for this, so you want to go in with a full bard party? Do it. Ain't no party like a full bard party. Because a full bard party won't stop. <laughs> um, this is why I made a the main bard. Alright. Uh, real quick. So, uh, it was made known to me by the, uh, the fantastic Luna Vox from, uh, Phoenix Down Radio. Give them a little shout out. Uh, that Ida haunts the capital city. Specifically, from what I found on YouTube, Gridania. Now, it's supposedly to, um, near, once you get off the 8th ray and you're walking towards past the Carpenter um uh house the carpenter area go straight to the back there's that little section of like a park kind of thing 
where the kids are playing, and there's a pole with a light. And around, I guess, 2 a.m. server time, Ida's ghost will pop up for maybe 10 seconds. Um, you, she pops up and she disappears. That is the coolest thing. <laughs> like, I want that in my life. So, like, I love when MMOs do things like that. Like, that is one of my favorite things in an MMO, is when they do little things in the world like that. Like, final... I'm really curious is how long did it take for us to actually figure it out? Like, I know the developers mentioned it recently, but how long has it been in the game that no one's ever noticed? I'm sure, like, you know, the thing is, like, I, once I watched the video, I'm like, you know what? I remember running by, like, I when I first got the game running by, and it had to be after 2.4 that I did, and I was like, was there somebody by that lamppost? And never acknowledged it and kept running. I've done that in the past, where I've I've seen something in game and like, eh, maybe it was just my like, like you think it's like, hey, it's three a.m. I'm just tired. <laughs> I've seen shit in game. I just keep running. I've done that before. Now knowing, I'm like, oh great, there's a ghost. <laughs> there's a ghost that haunts the city. I want. And the thing is, like, now that makes me wonder how much hidden shit is in this game. <laughs> like, what little things. How many times? Where does she show up? Like, is she is you? Does she only show up in Gridania? Does she show up in the other capital cities? Knowing that you know where she is, lore wise, would Gridania would make the most sense. Now, I would love more ghosts. I would love like little things, like that. Like, one of my favorite things in World of Warcraft was uh, Lordaeron, or when you go, you're going uh, to into the Undercity, and you're and you're walking through Old Lordaeron to go to below to the Undercity for the uh, the undead area. Um, in in the middle, when you're walking through the Old Throne Room, if you turn up the game ambient noise and turn down the music, you'll hear the cutscene from Warcraft Three of when um, Anduin's father is murdered, <laughs> like. Like, you hear that whole scene played out, and, like, and that's always been there. And Warcraft has always done that. Like, they've done little things like that, where they'll put, like, these little plaques hidden in the world. Like, you just go off to, Like, here's the p beaten path. Go off the beaten path and run 50 miles, like, or 50 in-game miles this way. You'll find a plaque with a statue and read it. And it means something to someone. Maybe a dev... You never know. I love little stuff like that, and I love when people do that into their games. That one makes it makes the world more interesting to explore. It makes it shows that the devs care, like they like they want this world to be like living and breathing, because like, they know they put so much work into this world that it should be a living, breathing thing. And we saw some of that, like we got like something like that in the uh, the year the. The one-year event of A Realm Reborn, where we got the breaking of the fourth wall, and uh, Yoshi P talking directly to us, the characters of the game, which was still one of my favorite um, in-game events, just because it's you know the the promise that we will never fail you as a as a company again and again, like which is like so rare you get like rare 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 do you ever get a company to say hey listen we know we failed, but let alone know they failed, get a chance for redemption, and then a year later it'd be like, hey, listen, we know we fucked up, but we know we've made good, but I still want to promise you that we will never do that again. So. Please, please more. Please just more of that. Did uh, EQ2 ever have, like, a, a hidden, like, little nuggets in the world like that? 
Oh yeah, they had references all over the place, and especially with EQ1 being uh, the huge success that it was, they had a lot of references and throwbacks to EQ1 as well throughout the game. Yeah, especially because... Also, they, like, they put in a lot of pop culture references as well, which was pretty entertaining, but also things like uh, throwbacks to different developers and stuff that may or may not be there anymore. Like That was kind of a nice addition to the game. Yeah. We don't get that a lot in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, we get it I remember Koji Fox saying, if it's anything the player, us, like we can see, we'll get like a, a reference or a, uh, a pun. Um, if, if it's anything our in-game character will see, we don't, <laughs> there is no, there is no pun. Um, which I find interesting. So it's like, ha, you can laugh, but your character doesn't get it because there is no MC Hammer or there is no Hanson or, or Ghostbusters or, you know, any of that. There is no Game of Thrones. Like like I've been doing the Leave Quest uh, Storm of Swords. I was like, all right, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Get it. But like you, you haven't read the whole, or you haven't seen the whole plot line of Two Point Everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot of Game of Thrones stuff going on, and then pretty much <laughs> they don't need Game of Thrones. The other Game of Thrones actually in the world. They have enough of their death and yep. political struggles. Some bonus content. Uh announce uh, Kate Sith plushie for sale. Uh if you're a Kate Sith fan, uh and go get a cup uh go get a plush and you'll get an in-game item. This time it's not a minion. Usually you get a minion of some sort if you buy the plush, but this time it is Kate Sith ears. So, all you glamour people out there get some uh, cat ears. How would that work <laughs> with the coach? Just thinking that too. <laughs> Wait a minute. How does cat ears work? Do they have cat ears? That's so weird. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to test them. Do they just get bigger cat ears? I'm whispering. Um, somebody that's a cat. Tell us how that works. How does that work? That makes no sense now. I don't know. We'll have to see that. Mm. And a Lala fell with them. I wonder if they get a glamour. Oh, well. Or, that'd be cool if they got, like, new ears, maybe, for them. Which is, like, Makoto get Kate Sith ears only. Um, One long ear. <clears throat> I guess this last thing is kind of important, too, right? I guess. No, maybe. we can probably skip it. We don't need to talk about it yet. Alright, I mean, it's not like FanFest is important. No, no, no! It's kind of kind of important. Like tomorrow, June twenty first, the uh, FanFest tickets go on sale. That is, that will be at what twelve p. Twelve Pacific. Like, yep. Three, 3 p.m. Sorry, uh, yeah. Eastern. Yeah, three p.m. Eastern. Um, the the presale. If you if you have been subscribed, and I'm sorry, I don't have the time, but I believe it's from between April of twenty sixteen to May twenty sixteen. I don't know the specific dates. Um, you have gotten a code. It, it was emailed to you the day of that announcement uh, at E3. It was in my inbox. I believe Shin had gotten his email as well. That is your pre-order code. Uh, if you're going to get a ticket, you plug that code in, and that gets you in line to get a ticket early uh, before they are sold to general public. I'm not sure how many tickets they have. I cannot tell you if they will be sold out, but they are trying their best to avoid anybody trying to just buy tickets and then scalp them. So, if there was a guy who was going to scalp tickets, he would have had to been playing the game from April to May. 
So, so uh, just a heads up for those, uh, the you have to have had an active Final Fantasy XIV account between May 1st and June 6th, 2016. Alright, so June 6th. And as well, uh, there are some situations where uh, existing users who do meet those requirements would not get those emails. Uh, Square Enix is asking you to contact their support center. You can find the article on the Lodestone website. Yep, just go to Lodestone. Um, so you can get you that article, but do it fast because pre-sales up tomorrow. Yep, ticket price is one thirty-five before taxes. Um, it's not it's not US. bad. U.S. Yes, U.S. Uh, it's not bad. Um, I've seen. Uh, I mean, Blizzard, BlizzCon tickets are close to two hundred dollars pop. So, <laughs> and you have to listen to Blink One Eight Two. So I don't think anybody wins really. Blink-182 or... What was it this year? Uh, Linkin Park? I don't know. <laughs> Bring back Tenacious D. That's what I say. Um, no, but uh, FanFest, uh, they don't do it every year, so this is a big uh, big time to meet uh, with other community figures and, and people, the, the devs, and meet with uh, people you, you play with on your server, people in your FC. Um... I am definitely going to be out there. Shin is going to try his damnedest to be out there. Um, I would like to meet other people that do uh, podcasts while we're out there as well. I know that the folks that uh, over at Phoenix Down Radio are going to be out there. I know that uh, Limit Break Radio is going to be out there. Um, I'm sure other shows will try their damnedest to be out there. Um, we will do our best. Um, I, and... If we are out there, we will do our best to try to get interviews. If not with devs, I will even interview, believe it or not, I will, I, if they allow us, I will even interview um, some folks from uh, Limit Break Radio. I'd love to interview uh, Anir Grigori uh, just because he's been doing a Final Fantasy podcast now for 10 years, from Final Fantasy XI into Final Fantasy XIV, and I think that would be an interesting uh, little chat um, with his his friend, his group, the whole group. Um because it would be, I think it'd make good content. <laughs> Fireside chat with Flyers. Yeah, there you go. Um, just go get tickets, guys. It, if it's gonna be a fun time, you'll you'll see us out there hopefully. Um, and if you don't, and from what I understand, there is a discount for the staying at the Paris Hotel. Um, if you can't afford, like, listen, we looked up, we already started looking at prices. It is a little expensive still with the discount, um, even though you do get the convenience of staying at the same hotel where the thing is. There are other hotels that are much cheaper, and if you split a room with somebody, you can just take an Uber over to that place. I shit, we may even Airbnb. I don't know yet. <laughs> like, if I can find a cheap, like, listen, if I can just rent somebody's house and I get an Uber my way into the city, I don't care. I'm just using a place to sleep. But if I get somebody's house, I'll be like, well, I'll cook steaks, I guess. <laughs> I'll go grocery shopping. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever's cheaper. Um, so really, it's all I had. I mean, I had nothing else. We talked about ghosts. We did it. I think that we did it. I think we did a we did our due diligence today. I think that about wraps it up. We uh, I know we mentioned last week that we'd have our, our third co-host here. Uh, didn't quite make it out for this week, but uh... did he give us an excuse yet? <laughs> No, he was just asking where everyone is in the game. <laughs> That's our third co-host, everybody. That's it. We did it. 
He's he's in game. We're over here. Busting ass trying to put out a quality non-content for everybody. We did it. Well, we done good. Let's see. We Gosh. talked we talked about wood. We talked about ghosts. Talked about beavers. Talked about beavers. Talked about spoiling. We talked about dungeon diving. Palaces and deads. We did it. We did it. Yeah, we did some E3. <sighs> you know, if you break it down like that, it's not. it doesn't sound like we did a video game podcast at all other than the E3. <laughs> Although E3 can almost... It almost sounds like we talked... To, it almost sounds like we did an erotic podcast. <laughs> Next week on Maelstrom Radio. We keep it rated R. <laughs> Keep Since swallows all. Yep, that's that's it. That's it. How we? I I can't end. The, well, that's it. I don't know how to end the show other after that. Thank you all for showing up to the third episode of Maelstrom Radio. Ghost with the most. Next week we hope to have be a full three-person podcast. We will drag the third one kicking and screaming. He probably just forgot because we did mention it to him. And he was like, I will be there. And then he's in-game apparently playing Final Fantasy XIV. So, priorities, I guess? I don't know. Um, Shin, do you have anything else? Nope, that about wraps it up for me there. Alright. Thank you all. See you all next Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific, for Maelstrom Radio. That's Shin. That way, I'm Flatus. See you all next week in Eorzea. Till Sea Swallow All, Storm Wolves. Bye. Till Sea Swallows All.